Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today from Rome, he is the Olympic bronze medalist in the 400 IM. We are sitting down with Brendan Smith. What's up, man? Not much. Thank you very much for having me. It's always great talking to you. I so I have to I have to ask this first. You've been you've been away from home since late May and uh and you're in Italy now and prepping for ISL. So you're going to have been home for or have have not been home for 4 or 5 months. Yeah. That's pretty that's and a few few months to go. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. take me briefly take me through this journey of uh when you left in late May, where were you going? Um, so basically, Melbourne was going into another lockdown and we didn't know because it was, I think, two and a bit weeks before trials. We didn't know if we'd be able to get into Adelaide for trials. So we had to fly up to the Gold Coast and spend our last little trials prep there, which honestly for me was uh, a bit of a blessing because we were traveling in and out of the city, you know, commuting hours every day just to get to the pool that we were training at. Um, so we cut back heaps on, which helped us to recover a lot faster. So I think, I think it really helped me to, to get to where I wanted to go. So yeah, we did that and then went to trials. And then obviously after trials, I couldn't go home because Melbourne was still in lockdown. So I went up uh, to Townsville and spent, I was supposed to spend two weeks in Townsville, but uh, we actually got caught up with another lockdown that was happening in Townsville and had to make um, a flee again to Cairns. And then we, we were in that bubble with the rest of the team in Cairns for a bit, of maybe two weeks again, I think. And then, yeah, obviously flew to Tokyo and yeah, that was that. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a hectic few months, man. Or that's not even a yeah. few months. That's like two months. Um, yeah. Wow. So I mean, congrats on trials. The, well, I, I mean, obviously we haven't even gotten, We'll get to the Olympics, but, um, you know, I, I talked to you last time and you were, you, I think you were at ISL in the Budapest bubble. You were one, you were one of two Australians who went, um, the other being Emily Seabom, who I just caught up with yesterday. Uh, and, uh, and, and you were, I think after our conversation, you like proceeded to wreck it and, uh, and, and just kind of have a, have a breakout season and get on some people's radars and then from there, it seems like you just you just started crushing it. Um, heading heading into trials, how how much of a confidence boost was that ISL Budapest bubble? Huge. I mean, um, to be able to race the kind of people that I did get to share the pool with and to race at ISL is is something you just can't 
uh, replicant, especially now that, you know, competitions internationally are so hard to come by. For me to be able to do that is is huge. And that's honestly like the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to this year is to be able to, to race all those guys that I was lucky enough to be in the Olympic final with in Tokyo, um, you know, moving forward because uh, obviously I am new to that senior international uh, picture sort of thing. So, you know, I haven't raced a lot of those guys a, a whole heap. I know I've pro- I was probably most comfortable um, with being next to Lewis Clabert because we were on breakers and I know him so well. So I think that was also a huge blessing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so going into the trials, um, this was four I am on day one, day two. Day one, yeah. So it was the second event. I think women's hundred fly was was first up at the Australian trials. Okay, and and then, yeah, then I was four hundred iron. So so you were the first men's event. Uh, how how did you feel about that heading in, knowing? You, you know, you're, you had a really good shot at, at getting it right out of the gate. Um, yeah, I think it's, well, it's completely different to the world's program where it's last. So, um, you know, you don't have any other events before it, which is good because it means you're fresh. Um, but at the same time, you always want to have a swim before, like the big one just to blow the cobwebs out. But it was good because you can do that in the heat. Um, and, you know, to do a heat swim at trials is, uh, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not as hard of a field as what it is to get into an Olympic final. Like you can obviously uh, not, not be going max and still be strong, feel good, and, you know, hopefully make it in through through to the final yeah yeah so so you obviously do that in the final do you go 410 low 411 low yeah i think i was 410 410.04 i believe okay i hope that's right i think i think it was 410.04 you went you went you went quick uh did, yeah. th- did that time, w- was that like a goal time? Were you expecting to go something like that? And this, was that a surprise? You were you like, whoa, I knew I was g- going to go fast. I didn't know I was going to go that fast. What was your reaction to seeing that time? Um, I think based on the sessions I'd done or like the training, I guess, uh, I think my coach Wayne Laws was, he was – not expecting, but I think he thought that it was it was something that I could do. Um, but I must say, when I was racing, um, I didn't think I was going that fast, and I really was I was really panicking in that last one hundred because I thought I was going to miss the qualifying time. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised when I when I turned around and saw that time. Yeah. Why didn't you think you were going that fast? Um, I think, uh, to be honest with you, I, I saw Sebom Lee next to me and I know he's had a heap of shoulder problems. So I didn't know, 
I didn't know what time he'd be at. Um, and, and I saw him turn next to me at the 300-meter mark, which um, I wasn't expecting, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, I just I thought that this was slower than what it was. And I'm so thankful that it wasn't because um, to be able to share my Olympic journey with Seabom Lee was, was amazing. I was rooming with him at the games and yeah, it was awesome. That is, that is really cool. Uh, I'm yeah, that's, it's, that's a nice thing to turn around and, and I'm sure see a much faster time than you'd expected. Uh, did, did that make it that much easier, that much sweeter, give you that much more confidence heading into that 200 IM where you eventually got second to Mitch Larkin? Yeah, I think that, um, obviously after, that first event, I was, I felt a lot lighter than what I did going into it because um, it didn't really matter. Although it did matter, it didn't really, it wasn't as crucial my other events now. Like I could swim them with, uh, I don't know, less, less weight on my shoulders. Like I could be, I could be more aggressive with how I do it. I just, not not as afraid to mess it up if if that makes sense yeah <laughs> um so yeah i think in the 200 the 200 freestyle was my next event um i was probably hoping for a bit faster in that but um i went i went pb so you know can't really argue that but then going to the 200 i am i knew i usually don't have a huge change of pace I'm, I'm, I'm usually more inclined to, to that 400 sort of pace. So, yeah, for me to, to get my speed up a little bit more than usual was, it was fun. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to like the 200 iron a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what just, you feel like, I mean, the, the, two completely different races and like you said, two completely different speeds, uh, is uh, I'm guessing it might be a little nicer having it on the back end of the meet and starting with the 400 IM. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like, uh, um, yeah, if, if I had the, the 200 IM first, I mean, it, it's not really too much of a deal. I mean, you train, you train to be able to do everything that you enter a meet to, to do. So um, I think, you know, Either, either or first or last is, is not too big of a deal, but it's probably just that little extra edge, I think. Yeah. That, nice. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah. so, so overall, what I'm hearing is the trials went well. I mean, you made, you made your first Olympic team in two events. Were, were you buzzing pretty hard after that? Um, I think I was. I was definitely buzzing but at the same time I was surprised with how quick I was able to to switch to the end goal which was always to perform at an Olympics not just to make the team um so I think yeah it was just it was definitely just more weight off my shoulders and relief that I'd made the team rather than um you know being super hyped because I knew I wanted to to try and do something for, for Australia at, at the Olympics. 
Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And, and again, I've, I've talked to a lot of athletes and that's kind of, kind of how they mirror. They're like, okay, on to the next one. Um, so heading into training camp, did it, did it, I mean, did it affect you not being able to have your family or friends there to, to see you make your first Olympic team to, to be there to support you? I mean, I'm guessing you were still able to talk to them, but, um, not having them there. Did, did you notice that? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is, it is hard. Um, and it probably, it, it doesn't get any easier. It's just one of those things. But uh, it's very, it makes it a lot easier um, if you surround yourself with people you're really comfortable with and, you know, people you know really well. And they, they definitely help a lot. Yeah. Who are, who, who are those people for you specifically? Um, I think uh, a big one for me would be Matt Temple because he obviously trains with me in and out. I've known him for years. Um, Sebum Lee, someone I, you know, went on Junior Pampax with and have known him for a very long time. Um, Thomas Neal, he was on Junior Pampax as well. Uh, Matt Horton, he obviously, I've been doing a lot more. I've had a lot more to do with him in the past year because we've been training, you know, at the same pool at the same time for the past year. So, um, you know, to be on the same team as him is is really awesome and i mean to be honest everyone on the team has been so welcoming and inviting um yeah i didn't really expect it to be as as good as what it was so that's a that's a good that's a good topic change uh once you get to training camp once team australia finally comes together uh from you know from what i've heard from other athletes it's it seemed like a pretty special camp um obviously this was your first olympics but what were your takeaways or, or what were your initial reactions rather to to just being a part of that camp and and seeing the team form and come together in cans um it's very much uh their own thing that they were doing um we were all in our um in our little sub groups, like our, our little team. So I had Wayne, myself, um, it was Matt Temple and Sibom Lee. We were one group. And I think there were, I don't know how many groups there were, but um, yeah, each coach had their, their athletes and you sort of did all of your sessions with them and occasionally different coaches would put their groups together. But um yeah, outside the pool, it was definitely much more of a team thing with everyone coming together. You know, we all ate together at the same time. We had, um, you know, meetings and, uh, you know, would watch videos, inspirational stuff, uh, presentations, all those things. It was awesome. Was, was there one... <laughs> Inspirate. Was there one piece of inspiration that stood out to you over over the course of training camp? Uh, yeah, definitely the gold cap presentation. Uh, when I got everyone gets presented with their cap at each team, and obviously getting my swimmer pin, which I got straight after trials, um, I was presented with that. But yeah, then to get 
the gold cap is, you know, something you dream about for a very long time and you're not really sure if it will ever happen. But, you know, I was I was lucky enough to have that happen to me. And and gold cap, like literally like the gold swim cap that you will race in. Yeah. That's it. The okay. one the exact the exact cap that I raced um both of my races in or all of my races in at the Olympics was the cap that I was presented with. That's cool. That yeah. <laughs> that's a really cool tradition. Uh yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that, that was that was a ceremony. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty special. That's, that, that sounds cool. And, and very, uh, very representative of, you know, making, making that level of prestige. Um, so, so you get to Tokyo, did that live up to your expectations in terms of just being at an Olympic games, being in a village? Um, where, was there anything that stood out to you there or surprised you once, once you just got there? got into your accommodations, got into your routine of, of going to the pool, going to eat, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. First of all, I did not realize how, obviously how many countries were there. Like I saw the flag and I was like, there's so many countries. Like you just, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see this many people from all around the world at any other, any other event in the world, let alone sporting event, just, you know, you don't you don't really see that, and um, all the buildings are just so many so many apartments apartment buildings everywhere. the The dining hall was huge. Um, that definitely took me by surprise. Um, it's just so different to any other meet I've ever been to. Is yeah, it's really crazy. Did uh, did the did the busing and the walking take some getting used to? Yeah, for me, I'm not really, uh, legs are probably my weak point. So any walking I did was just time I was bleeding out of what I could swim. So <laughs> I was, I was really, um, really cautious, especially like three days before the 400 I am, I was like, I would literally, uh, so I'd train in the morning, I'd walk to the bus. I'd first of all, I'd have my food in my room and I'd go to the pool. So walk straight to the bus and then train and then come back to the village and then go straight to the dining hall. Cause it was right next to where you entered and then go back into my room and not come out till I had to train again, <laughs> just stay on level six which is where the level I was on in the Australian building. Um, I wouldn't leave that and just like bare bones for the amount of walking I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to save those legs. <laughs> well, and especially because you're, again, your day one kind of out of the gate first race. Um, yeah. So once you got to Tokyo, how many days did you have before you raced? To be honest with you, it's a bit of a blur. Like, it felt like I was only there for four or five days, but obviously wasn't because the meet was like eight days or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a week. Okay. It, surely it wasn't more than a week. A week. 
I don't think it was. Gotcha. So we'll call it a week. Yeah. We'll so, call so it a you, you get acclimated. Um, and, 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 and then the meets on it, it, it almost kind of takes you by surprise, or at least it did for, for me is just like, Oh, wow, we're here. You know, it, it's starting. And, uh, yeah. you, you and Lewis Clarebert just don't mess around in prelims. He breaks, he breaks his national record in one heat. You break your national record in the next heat. Uh, you both throw down four Oh nines. You're the top two seeds. Four on nine twenty-seven. New Ocean New Oceana record for you. Your top seed heading into finals. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I was yeah, I saw I saw the heat before me and I was like, that's red hot. <laughs> like I knew I knew I had to be a four ten at least. I thought to be honest with you, I thought 4.11.5 would even make it. And I was like, like, to be honest, like, when does that ever happen? The, the four, what was it? 4.10, 4.10.2. Yeah. For D- Diaceto went 4.10.5 and was ninth. Yeah. 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 Eighth was like 4.10.2. Mm-hmm. I was 4.09.27. Yep. 0.9. Seven point nine between third uh, yeah. and eighth. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's insane. Like I knew, yeah. So I, I knew, I knew I wanted to be top two. I didn't really want to get third in that race, um, but I knew. I didn't really think a hundred to go. I didn't think anyone would would catch Dyer. Um, a hundred to go, but then fifty to go. I thought, I thought I could win the heat, and you know, when else do you go have the opportunity to go into a, a final lane four? I didn't know if I didn't know if we were passing the other heat, but I thought, um, well, at least if I win this heat, I've I've done something. <laughs> you know, uh, if, I've done something. <laughs> if I if I blow up in the final, um. Oh well, at least at least I had something. <laughs> I had some memories to take away from the game. So, um, and and I'm really happy that I did because um, anything can happen in a final, and I I wanted I wanted to put myself right right in the right in the action, and I think I did. So, um, yeah, you know, I got I got to experience that, and you know, it's something I remember. Yeah. It was was very nerve wracking though. Yeah, yeah I, I think everyone should approach prelims like that. Well, yeah. if if, well, if if finals go bad, you know, at least I at least at least I'll yeah. do something here. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't I wasn't afraid that I wasn't going to back up, um, because obviously you train for that. But yeah, four and nine two is pretty quick. Pretty quick time. It's pretty. It's pretty it's, quick, man. <laughs> my my PB going to trials was four fourteen nine. So, <laughs> so yeah, four nine in a heat is yeah. That's not, over f- not what I'm used to. J- j- just so our audience is clear on the math, that's over five and a half seconds. Brendan Smith has dropped in his four hundred IM in the last month. <laughs> 
All right. Well, well, two months, last two months. Two months. Yeah. Uh, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I seem to always be doing it in big chunks because I dropped. Yeah, I think it was in 2018. I started the season at a 432.8, and then went down to 418.9, and then the next year I went 418 down to 414, and then 2020 I obviously didn't get a chance. So. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just happens in big chunks. Can't really, um, surely you can't be dropping another five seconds in one go from a four and nine. <laughs> surely not. Well, yeah. You never know. <laughs> I guess we'll see, uh, <laughs> next time you jump in a pool. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe ISL because it will be short course. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, I mean, take me through this final, you know, it's like, like you said, anything can happen. You're smack dab in the middle of the action in lane four. Uh, obviously it's nerve wracking to be top seed it, it like in the first Olympic final of these games in your first Olympic final of your career, take me, take me through the race. Um, yeah, so I think I'd like to think I wasn't. I wasn't super nervous, but I was <laughs> like, you can't really not be um, because I've put in so much to have gotten to that point. Um, you just want to do everyone that's helped you along the way. You want to do them proud. So um, I think, you know, I, I, I dive in and I thought, I thought we were going faster than what we were. Different to different to trials. Right. Um, I thought the pace was was faster than what it was. I probably would have liked to have been out in under two minutes. Um, I was out in a one fifty eight in the heat, and uh, yeah, I was at two double oh point something. I think. I think I was. I'm not a hundred percent, but. Yeah, then the breaststroke, it didn't really feel good in the heat and it felt worse in the final. I was thinking a bit in the breaststroke and I'm not sure why because I was still able to to come home faster. But, yeah, I came. I was going in after the backstroke. I think I was um, third or second. I think top three were, were pretty close. Lewis was out in front by a bit, but then I was tra- close to, to Chase, which um is not where you want to be um, <laughs> so. when he's such a good breaststroker so i think that's definitely something that that hurt me um in my chances of of getting a higher placing but i mean at the end of the day everyone in that final if they had have gone their heat time they would have come away with no less than a silver medal so um, you know, every, everyone was going uh, max except for I think I think Chase Kalish dropped time. I think he might have been the only one. Um, but yeah, I think looking looking back, I've seen just the last hundred of my race. I haven't been able to see any more than that um, until I get home and I'm able to actually watch it. But. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't know how how I came away 
um, with the medal because I was so I was so far back. But I knew I knew if I didn't give everything into that race that it would haunt me for the rest of my life. So you know you got to just throw everything at it. Um, and regardless of of where I where I came, if if I've given it everything, that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Uh, so you you mentioned this. There's a few really interesting things going on in this 400 IM final. One is that everyone added from their prelims time, except for Chase, who dropped a whopping two tenths, <laughs> point two a point two three. Um, yeah. The second is that it took four ten two zero to to make the final. And in the final four, uh, yes, I think in 2016, it, I think it was like three to five seconds slower. I mean, it was, it was like, it was pretty major. Uh, It's usually slower than world championships again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so so then in the final four ten two zero, which was eighth in prelims would have gotten silver. (laughs) Well, as you, as you said, uh, and uh and that's pretty astounding i it it seems like everyone was just either either playing it conservative because they didn't because they wanted to be able to come home or that that prelim swim really took a toll on them um or maybe it was that it's night prelims and morning finals what's your what's your take on that the 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 strangeness of these times um right so i think that um without dia seto in the final he is always someone that is pushing the pace in the first hunt or first 200 um he's very very much a front half swimmer um and he was the favorite and then you take him out of the equation and your new favorite is Chase Kalish, and you look at how he swims it, and it's a very much back half oriented swim. So I think, um, unfortunately, if you're if you're not a super um, seasoned swimmer, or you you haven't you haven't been, you know, in the sport doing doing world championships and Olympic finals for years, you tend to you tend to fall back on. Uh, how the favorite swims it so i think everyone i know i did i i I sort of fell into the pace of what everyone else was going and you know everyone else was going uh sitting sitting right where chase was and that was detrimental going to that breaststroke because you know no one else in the world can can match that that breaststroke and then um I probably just didn't give myself enough enough room in that freestyle to to let my strength come through, which happens. But I think also going to a morning finals personally, um, for me, it doesn't matter when the final is. Um, I'm very much someone that you know if if I have to if that, if I have to be ready at that time. To, to race an Olympic final, I'm, I'm not going to – it's not going to affect me at all. I think 
um, you know, you're in an you're in an indoor pool, so uh, you don't really you can't really tell what time it is. I know I couldn't really tell what time it is. Um, but yeah, I think also everyone everyone probably had the the edge taken off them in in the uh, in the prelim because they were. I mean, everyone was right on lifetime best or at least two or three year best times. So um, that's that's also going to play a part into taking out the first 100 or 200 with that fast, easy speed that you otherwise might have. So, yeah, it's probably a combination of, of those things. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm glad we could we were able to get your perspective on that because uh, because because you obviously know what you're talking about and I can only speculate. Um, I also thought it was interesting that there was only one repeat finalist in the four and the two, and that was Lewis Clairbert because uh, because Dia missed it in the four, and then a, a lot of the other guys who. I mean, everyone else who made it in the four, who who has a good 200 IM, um, missed it in the two. Uh, what? Give me your expert analysis on that one. Um, I think I know why I didn't make it. Is I'm just not fast enough. <laughs> I mean, I went I went a PB in in the heats, but I think it's an event for me that. Um, I just don't have that speed yet, and I think it's it's coming as I get older and stronger. But um, it's still probably uh, in that development phase. And I think uh, Lewis Clairbert has got he's got a lot of speed. Um, I mean, at New Zealand Nationals, he dropped a really fast hundred free. I, I can't say exactly what it was. I want to say forty eight. Low. 48 plus yeah it was 48 something yeah yeah i mean and that's that's serious speed for a 400 armor. um no, no kidding yeah so i think um oh yeah i i didn't i didn't make it um leon markand or, yeah, sorry. he he also he didn't. I think he was between me. He beat he might have beaten me. But he did beat me. Yeah, um, Alberto Rossetti. Yeah, uh, Max Litchfield, David Verashto. Uh and then and then well, Jay didn't swim it, but and then Chase as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I don't know. Maybe maybe people are trying to specialize on that four hundred only, and and sort of two hundred items an afterthought. And same as the two hundred item, maybe people are just trying to really really hone in on that one event, and it's hurting their other event. I'm I'm not too sure to be honest with you. I'm still I'm still learning a lot about the two hundred item. I'm a, I'm a newbie at it. Totally understood. I just, I, yeah, I wanted to see if you had any thoughts on that because I thought that was pretty interesting too, especially because at least half of the finalists in the 400 IM 
over half uh, swam the 200 IM as well. So yeah. I, I, I just, just curious on your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, winning, winning an Olympic medal, <laughs> you, you get, you get your bronze. Um, can, can you tell me the, the emotions that follow that just that day, because you went it in the morning since it's finals. Um, yeah. how, how do you process that the day of? Um, yeah, to be honest with you, I was, I was just really happy to be there and to come away with a medal. Um, at my first senior international meet, wearing that gold cap is, you know, insane. And yeah, I, I think the whole day was was really a blur. I don't really remember a whole heap um, when I was when I was swimming the race. Um, I remember I had uh, uh, like a press conference afterwards, and I was just sort of, I don't know in the moment but uh yeah it's just it's just a complete blur i couldn't i couldn't believe it i remember i was on the phone to my parents and you know they were they were so happy to be honest they actually um all of the pods um which is just the parents of of all the swimmers that are on the team they went up to noosa to all watch it together because they obviously couldn't join us in in tokyo so um they looked like they were having almost more fun than we were so <laughs> Yeah, they, they had an awesome time and the support that they were giving the whole the whole swim team and the whole Olympic team is just second to none, to be honest. Yeah. That's awesome. That's 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 so fun to hear. I know it was it was uh in stateside, it was fun seeing on the NBC broadcast all the different watch parties with all the different parents of our athletes. Um so I'm I'm sure it was cool to see similar thing, um, from your perspective as well. Uh, so then going through the rest of the meet, you obviously had, had the 200 IM, um, prelims, but how did you move through the rest of the meet? Were you, were you on a pretty big high? Was it cool? Just, just being a spectator for a bit. Um, tell me about the rest of the week for you. Um, yeah, so I wanted to obviously have a good 200 IM. I really wanted to make uh, the semi-final, and I knew I needed to to drop to drop a lot of time to do that. And I still went a PB, but um, obviously wasn't enough. So yeah, I swim I swim the four hundred IM, and obviously that took a lot out of me. I've I've never done you know those two times though that close together before, so. It, it took it took a lot out of me, so to come back, I think it was a couple of days, and I was still still hurting. I, I remember even, I think it was the night before, so twenty four hours before my two hundred IM, I was supposed to have a three and a half k session, and I remember I only did 1300. And my coach was like, yeah, look, like we can't, obviously you can't get any fitter. So if you're, if you're hurting, if you're, if you're still hurting, there's no point in, you know, busting, busting your chops and just being sore for the race. So yeah, I had to really, really back off and try and recover. 
And I thought I handled well, just trying to, you know, dis- disregard how I was how I was feeling and, and getting on with the job and, and trying to trying to put my best performance forward. Uh, let's, uh, I want to give a little context here. He went 158.57 as a legit time. You were 22nd in prelims, 158.57. In Rio, 158.57 in prelims would have gotten you fifth. <laughs> Adding into really? semis. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So that's. I was, I was, I was funny. I, I knew all the fun facts about the. And mentioned all the fun facts about the 400 iron, but not so much in the 200. I didn't know that. That's. Yeah. So that's, that's how, that's, that's how fast that event has gotten. Uh, in, in Tokyo, Daya, you know, squeaked in. It for 16th out of prelims in the two IM 15815. Uh in Rio, it took 15977. So over a second and a half faster to make wow. uh semis. So I mean that's yeah, you, you know, best time. You gotta be proud with that. Um yeah. was the dude the, I mean, I I have to ask, Australia had so many good freaking swims, so many exciting races um i mean there was just so many good races period no matter what country you were from um what was there a favorite one that you got to watch um for me my favorite events to watch are always the relays um i remember watching the mixed medley relay because obviously that's a new event um and to watch the shines do what they did um, and especially my teammate, Matt Temple, um, you know, they all did, did so well. I think it was um, Zach doing the breaststroke, Kaylee doing the fly, and Emma was doing the freestyle. Yeah, so that's a, that's a pretty good team. So, you know, for them to do what they did was, was really awesome. Um, obviously, the Blue Ribbon event, the, the, men's, the men's 100 freestyle, that was a very highly anticipated race. Um, and I think they both did, you know, incredible swims. Um, that was definitely an event that I'll always remember. Um, and the women's 100 freestyle to, to have Emma and Kate both get on that podium is, is awesome. And um, I mean, there were so many. Watching that 200 breaststroke, uh, women's and men's was Trinidad breaststrokes were were on. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> they were on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. World world record and and the, for the women, ne- nearly a world record for the men. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That the the women's hundred free uh, also uh, nearly a world record, uh, and the men's hundred free with that near world record too. It, it hurts my soul that Kyle was, was, uh, one lane over from Caleb because I like, obviously the the outcome was what it was and that's great, you know, but it's like, I just, I need them to be neck and, you know, I need them to be right, right with like right next to each other, not one lane in between. Yeah, exactly. Just we need we need, we need Kyle and Caleb in the gold lanes. Uh, 
that's but but i you know i can't complain that was that race was insane it's so fun to watch yeah that is um it's always always a good race to watch yeah whenever Uh, you have two two big big names in the sport going at it it's you know it's gonna be good well and i i think that was one of the the best parts about this was that from our perspective um and i'm assuming from your perspective too is like we had reagan versus kaylee we had katie versus Ariane. we had caleb versus kyle i mean there was just so many of these titanic battles that that uh that just made it so much more entertaining to watch as a as a fan from either country i assume because it's just like all right yeah. ne- like next yeah. one next one up <laughs> yeah exactly which one was your favorite Hey, I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I think on the men's side, I think the hundred free delivered fully that I think that was my favorite on the women's side. I think the 400 free, um, yep. that was such a, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't plan a better race. Right. Um, yeah, that was just, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And then on, on the, for the relays, the women's 800 free relay was such a wild ride <laughs> that, uh, Wasn't it? yeah, that, that, I mean, yeah. that, that was, that was a good one. Um, but, but get, I, I'm asking the questions here, dude. <laughs> uh, so, so to, so to wrap things up, you, you get, out of Tokyo and you, you and a small group go directly to Rome to, uh, to avoid quarantining and, and to prep for ISL. So what have you guys been doing? Just eating pasta and living the dream? I haven't even had, oh, no, I haven't really had any pasta. I've, I've just been eating pizza to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we flew into Rome, obviously the same day that the Australians flew into Darwin. So we got here, spent one night here in Ostia, which is where I am now, and then we had four four nights in Rome, like actually in right in the, the heart of Rome, just looking around, um, you know, seeing seeing everything that that, that the Romans had, had created, and I'm so happy that I that I've been able to do that because I've never been here before. I went to Naples and we did fly into Rome, but we were straight on the bus, so I never got to see um, all all the great sights that, that this place has to offer. So, yeah, I think um, maybe maybe going back again because it's only thirty minute thirty minutes in the car, so I might be going back there just to um, see a couple more things, but won't be staying there. I don't think again. So we're back here in Ostia. Um, I've been training since Monday, so I had like a week off. But yeah, taking things really slow, not really, um, not punishing myself too much yet. Nice. And uh, how did you guys? There's five of you, is that right? Yeah, five of us. How did? When was this decision made? And and how did? How did the five of you agree? Okay, like we're gonna do this. Let's go. Um, well, originally there were more and there still are, there, there still is a lot of shines that are, that are still going to do ISL. Mm-hmm. 
but one by one they just thought that they would you know rather be home with family which i completely get and and understand um so they're going to go back you know see friends and family i don't think they have very long but maybe maybe some of them i'm not sure when they're coming over that i think there are there are a few that are going to do starting on the on the 6th of august i think it is so they're going to do the regular season um which i'm very looking looking forward to to seeing them again because i haven't seen them for a while um but yeah the five of us just thought why not, why not why not be here get to travel a bit um avoid quarantine for as much as we can i think the main thing for all of us was we all just want to quarantine once so we don't want to go it wasn't so much going home between now and ISL it was more the fact that we'd have to come back here race for a bit and then go back home and quarantine again mm-hmm. um yeah i sort of when i decided i wanted to do ISL after the olympics i knew i only wanted to quarantine once and i'm still sticking to that i once i'm back in australia i won't I won't be leaving Australia until um, hopefully um, after World Championships trials or Palm Games trials, I'll, I'll be I'll be given that opportunity to go away again. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll once I come back home, I'll I'll stay home, get some training under my belt, and go from there. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. A month, a month in quarantine out of out of like three months that's that seems like a lot <laughs> yeah 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 uh well brendan it's always so good catching up with you i appreciate you taking the time out of your uh your italian morning to sit down and chat with me uh any parting thoughts for our audience before we sign off today um not not really i think uh i think, think we've touched on everything that you wanted to get out of me i don't know <laughs> um yeah yeah i think i think it's been good it's been it's always a pleasure to find podcasts so um thank you for giving me your time you've been listening to the swim swam podcast stay tuned for new episodes every week You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.